Welcome to the closed session, how to get paid in Silicon Valley, with your host, Tom Chavez and Vivek Vidya. Welcome, everybody, to episode 10 of season three, closed session. My name is Tom. And I'm Vivek Vidya. Wow, I can't believe it's been 10 episodes already. Yeah. Good times, how they fly by. That's right. Can we just say we're here in the studio, and just before kicking this off, we were trying to figure out, should we put the headphones on so that we can hear ourselves and all of our glorious little tonalities? Vivek, you sound terrific right now. Oh, I know. Because we, we decided to keep the headphones because we because, just look cooler. Yeah, you, you, you think we look cooler. I think you look really cool with mm. the headphones on. Okay. And, 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 and again, you're coming through full stereo. That's right. All the notes. All the, the notes highs, are coming the lows, through. How's, the, how's the reverb? It's good. Yeah? Yeah, you sound good. Good. Vivek, you sound good. You're uh, looking so... Okay, I'm not going to do that either. Maybe... Can we get back to the business right, of recording the episode, right. Tom? Right. Well, let's get down to the episode. This time, as as you can tell already, we want to chop it up a little bit this time. You've been so serious. You're such a serious person. Tom but, has been in... Uh, our list, for our listeners, Tom has been in one of his moods for the last two, maybe three weeks. What? Yeah, what is he, that about? He has. Just look at his LinkedIn. And you'll find out. Oh, yeah. I see where you're going. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. I have been a little, a, little, uh, a little sporty of late. I've just been deciding lately, as I get older, my bucket list gets shorter mm-hmm. and my fuck it list gets longer. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize there was such a thing. There's a fuck it list. There's a fuck it list. Mm. And it's getting longer. And that probably <laughs> explains some of, what, you know, some of these little things I've been... So are you chiseling away at your fuck it list? Yeah, well. Yeah? And that's what this session's about. All right, here we go then. Right? Yep. Because you're so serious. Every one of these topics, we have to come in and we have to talk very seriously about company building and product and teams and boards. But this time we just said, you know what? Let's give ourselves the big piece of chicken. You Let's, you just want to chop it up and say all sorts of things about all <laughs> sorts of, I don't know what. You're the one who wanted to go off. And I said, okay, let's do it. Okay. So this episode is called Calling Bullshit. What's the first thing you want to call bullshit on, Tom? Well, What's your favorite thing you want to rant on today? Let's <laughs> let's 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 actually cross okay. one thing off your fuck it list. Okay. Here we go. So it's a topic I think that is on lots of people's minds. Mm. Where look, you have these these venture capitalists, God bless them. Uh, and as we've said in many of these podcasts, we've been very fortunate to work with a number of very intelligent, very helpful VCs. But I think we can all agree that in the history of capitalism, mm-hmm. you've never had a profession with a wealth-to-work ratio as out of control as this one. Meaning, and, and what spurred this is we had a board meeting yep. uh, last week, and one of our venture capitalists, who's a very esteemed fellow, actually flies in for the board meeting from Boston. Okay, that's, that's commitment, and, and mm-hmm. I mean, in a time when everyone's just showing up on Zoom. So mm-hmm. Flies in and wait, wait, this is a board meeting in August. Yep. Where nobody else. In the middle of August. In the back. middle of August. Who calls a board meeting in the middle of August? Well, hardworking entrepreneurs yeah. who don't know that it's August. <laughs> we're just working, working, working like we do. Mm-hmm. And so we're not going to uh, put this, this person on the spot by calling him out because I don't know if he wants that. But we salute him. Yeah. Because there aren't that many VCs who are going to come out for a board meeting in the middle of August. And actually, he made a point of telling us. What did he tell us? He said that, well, because no one is working 
and I am, I get access to deals that other people don't. That's thing one. Because to your point, Tom, entrepreneurs don't realize, oh, it's August, so we don't have to work. Entrepreneurs are always working. That's right. So he's working and he's looking for edge and mm -hmm. he probably deserves all of the added benefit that he gets from yep. showing up in August. I remember that he also said early on, he realized that this was a thing. This was a dynamic in his industry and he wanted to be known as the VC who's going to show up in August. Yep. But the whole point here, and this is, this is the first thing that we're kind of calling attention to is my goodness, really all of August? And we wait, you don't just take August off, all of November and all of December, right? And, and the rest of the time, by the way, we all, you know, there's a very, another uh, prominent VC who, and this is anecdote, but apparently would coach younger VCs to, if you're going to be a VC, you need to have like a major, super time consuming hobby. Wow. Yeah. And it's because of all the... Free time they have? That's right. You have to have free time. And there's actually a lot of wisdom in the advice. So mm. I know we're, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here because a good VC shouldn't be helicoptering. Mm. And we talked about that in past podcasts as mm. well and good board members who are mm. like VCs who are there when you need them and importantly not there when they're not needed. And that's, I think, the gist or I would conjecture that's the central point behind the advice he's giving young VCs is don't be in places where you're not needed and to that end have a hobby. Yeah. That keeps you busy. Carpentry. Carpentry. Um, professional balloon blowing upper. <laughs> you could be a elephant circus trainer. Lots of things. You Knitting. Knitting, which is what you like to do. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's right. See, I threw it in just for you. That's so nice of you. Yeah. For our listeners, when Vivek travels, he shows up at the airport, literally, and I'm not making this up, two and a half hours before oh. the flight. It's two and a half hours now, huh? Opens up his little kit mm. and just starts... Knitting, darning socks, mm. like a medieval babushka. That's why Tom doesn't knitting, have to buy any socks. Knitting in the airport. <laughs> it's adorable. But anyway, so look, I mean, VCs, it's a, it's a great gig. It's a great, great gig. And I think that, you know, for the ones who have empathy for and understand that the entrepreneurs they're supporting are actually there, you know, busting rocks, bleeding, sweating, toiling to make these companies work. And I know good VCs understand that. But it just, it makes an Albuquerque boy like me wonder sometimes, like, how, how sustainable is that, really? What do yeah. you think about that? I, you know, I don't know. I think uh, it's an interesting question to consider, right? Because uh, if you think about Gold Rush happened, right? Management consultants happened, VCs happened. And now what? Yeah. Well, see, I mean, look, markets are efficient. And to your point, there, I remember, in, I think in the 80s, everybody wanted to be a management consultant. Mm. You, know, you should fly around in fancy clothes and you know, get paid a lot of money to give people advice. And then everybody wanted, when I was graduating from college, everybody was headed to Wall Street. Wall Street. That was the thing to do. And, uh, and it strikes me that, you know, VCs, you have so many people trying yeah. to become VCs now. There's only so, ma so many of those roles. Yeah, it's grown, right? And there's a lot of capital sloshing around. So that can support more of those roles for other baby VCs who want to try to get in the boat. 
but there's and there's a rising supply of quality deals but i conjecture that you don't have the same volume and velocity of quality deals in a way that's commensurate with all the vcs trying to get in and get that money markets are efficient how long can it last i wonder if it's the beginning of of a if it's not a decline at least a correction of some sort maybe maybe but if you think about it this way right like the number of if the number of vcs is increasing and the amount of capital that's coming into vc is also increasing right that and the number of people watching the movies reading the books and wanting to be entrepreneurs that's increasing then yeah, it could be you know the volume goes up but quality will definitely suffer all right? of the nonlinear dynamics that you just did in your head right there yeah ladies and gentlemen that was real time mhm you heard it mhm now see people can understand i just show up at work and i point and grunt like a caveman yeah. and then vivek does nonlinear dynamics yeah. in his head to balance the system boom equilibrium point achieved bob's your uncle tom i think i think you've had enough of this uh, <laughs> cuz our listeners will get tired okay well okay they will okay. get tired but of, how about of like well let's let's keep them with us <laughs> okay. let's keep them with us and okay. move on to number 2 yeah should we move on to let's our, move our on number 2 topic two. you want to kick us off i'll kick us off so we've been working in this remote work phase for what 3 years now yeah right? who's, who's counting who's okay. counting mm-hmm. uh and it's you know i i i'll have to admit like back before the pandemic there were days when i just used to love working from home like i just there was stuff that needed to get built and i would lock myself in my office crank some shit out and you are extremely antisocial i'm very antisocial so there's that too yes but go yes. on yes but now there's this whole like you know it's it's become like this 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 debate this uh you know oh is remote work good if remote work is good then in in office in person work is is bad right, right. so it's also categorical it's exactly you know, extremely categorical you're with us or you're with terrorists correct correct so what do you think about remote work tom look well as you know i hate remote work and i think we've talked about this in the past i never knew i i always thought it, we, you and i were taking these myers briggs tests we mm. work with teams and we sometimes ask people to do that and i'm a You're an E, right? I'm a slight E. I'm a slight E. Yeah, but I'm not an extreme E. Yeah. I'm married to an extreme E. My wife is very, very social. Mm. Uh, during the pandemic, I realized, oh my God, and I'm stinky. I don't want to get all goopy on you right now, mm. but I missed you and mm. I missed everybody that we were, I, I realized I'm a lot more social than I knew. So I hate the, the exclusively work from yeah. home idea. And I I also will see, you know, and maybe and I've also said I have some motivational bias because I just want to see people but maybe I'm wrong, other people are just fine staying at home in their hovels. But anyway, Spotify yeah. came out recently and it's announced with some fanfare well they they announced this work from home policy and lo and behold their retention has gone through the roof. Or duh. Duh, right? <laughs> of course your retention's gone through the roof. How's your productivity? See, that's the question nobody's asking. Yeah. And I think, you know, when actually one of the reasons why people don't ask that question is that they they always assume that when you ask the productivity question, you're you're casting aspersions on whether people are working or not because it's remote work. That's right. Okay, that's not the case. People may be working very very hard, 
But are you actually getting the results you want because of all of the negative uh, externalities that come into play because of remote work? Right. If you're not set up for it, communication, collaboration, all of that takes a hit. And that, so people may be working very, very hard, but your productivity does end up suffering. And as we've discovered for ourselves, mm -hmm. there were a number of things that we could do when we're home working in our little silos, but we also hit this wall. Yeah. Right? When it came to ideation, formation, there, there were these, these things that we realized we just needed to sit or stand at a whiteboard and jam in real time. Yeah. To figure it out. Yeah. In fact, there was this recent article that came out in the Wall Street Journal reporting some research that some Stanford and Columbia guys did. It turns out, and, they, and they, it's a broad longitudinal study that shows you can execute ideas. Yes. Remotely. Yes. Creativity. Yep. New ideas. That's really hard to do remotely. Yes. And, and that's what we found. Right. We found that to be the case for ourselves too, because every time we have to uh, talk about new company formation or new product conception for existing companies and whatnot, the conversations end up being way more productive and useful when we're in person. Right. So we're, we're now in person Tuesdays, Thursdays, usually Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Correct. Correct. We have somebody, what's, what's Max called? The, the five setter. The five setters. We yeah. have some people who love being in the office every day. Yep. And that's wonderful. But mm -hmm. what we've discovered is like, listen, there's magic that happens on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and it's unscheduled. You just have to have people standing around, just kind of breathing the same oxygen, finishing each other's sentences, listening into random snippets as yep. they unfurl during an average day. Yeah. I don't know, man. I did, but so the rant here is like, just stop the categorical shit. Stop the categorical shit. You know? Because yep. like, we <clears throat> were also building an engineering team in India. But not one, but now two companies. Right. Right. So we're not. It's not like we don't embrace remote work mm -hmm. or work from wherever you you want. But we're we're saying and there needs to be in person. There are lots of benefits of in person collaboration as well, which you just can't ignore. It's a both and. Got to find the the Goldilocks point. Yeah. Yep. Should we move on? Let's move on. Okay. Uh, so about six months ago, no, not six months ago, yeah. maybe four or five months ago, uh, all this advice started pouring out, right? Because of the market, like uh, recession is happening and, and VCs coming out and saying, well, tighten, the, tighten your belts and don't spend money and, and well, duh. But some of that is also not the right kind of advice, no? Right. So, so what vexes us is obvious VC advice, like you're yeah. saying- Got to grow sales. Got to prioritize. <laughs> and so the, the latest kind of obvious, not so helpful advice is you got to tighten your belts. Well, and listen, we're proud of the fact, by the way, we know of some companies, mm -hmm. and I'm not casting aspersions here, but maybe I am, <laughs> companies who spend money like drunken sailors on shore leave. And there's been a lot of that going on last yep. couple of years, right? We're proud of the fact that we're scrappy and you nothing stupid, right? There's, you've wanted an, an omelet chef and a personal sommelier and a, and a makeup team in matching jumpsuits for a long time. And every single time you come and you say you want those things, what's the answer? You say no. I say no. We're not going to do it. You know. Okay. And you look One sad day. right now. One day. For listeners who can't see Vivek, you look sad. But we're proud of the fact that we don't 
do that stuff. So in, in one of these contexts, right, we're sitting in a board meeting where there's a company that has 28 months of forward runway, 28 months with zero revenue to, to, to you know, just cash from, from existing customers, assuming they sign out a new deal, mm. 28 months. And the really strong advice coming down the wire is you got to find what, in fact, somebody was suggesting, are there places we can cut, cut. here? Because, you, you know, you got to extend your runway right now. Now, maybe, maybe these folks know something that we don't know, but that just sounds like lunacy, mm -hmm. right? There's this New Testament story where uh, it's a parable that Jesus told where uh, a father gives his son's bags of gold. One goes off and spends it stupidly. Um, I remember one of them buries the bags mm. of gold. Mm. The father comes back from his trip, and he asks his sons, what have you done? And the one says, well, father, you should be proud of me. I buried this bag of gold. Mm. And the father throws him out. Mm. And the point being is you're supposed to have invested it. You're supposed to do something, something productive it. Yeah. right, with it. So for me, when I hear about you've got 28 months of cash, is there anything we can cut here? That sounds like bearing bags of gold. How about leaning forward? Yeah. How about growing the company? Yeah. But do it, do it judiciously. Don't, don't spend money like drunken say Again, it's the same thing, the categorical thing, right? That we, that we were yeah. ranting about earlier. It's, it's not one to the exclusion of the other. You can grow and do it in an organized manner. Right. Right. Don't be penny wise, pound foolish. Right? Is, is the other kind of way of thinking about this. So, you know, what cuts through this conversation, at least the last couple, is maybe we just don't like extremism in categorical yeah. people. Yeah. The truth is not always, but frequently somewhere in the middle. Always. Always. So for any, you know, company builders listening, if you're getting advice that says, oh my God, comets are crashing to earth. You got to bury your bags of gold, duck and cover. Well, maybe, but... If that's what you do with the capital that you've been given, then I don't see how, you know, what about customers? What about revenue? What exactly. about new product? You're supposed to grow. Because the thing is, if you have, if you're in a position right now where you have 28 months of runway, it means that some time ago, whenever you raised that money, you had a solid business plan that was scrutinized by VCs who gave you that money Right? You had plans to get revenue, all of that growth, et cetera. So that, that hasn't changed. Yeah. Right? The, your value proposition to businesses still hasn't changed. So why do you want to cut anything? Makes no sense. Makes no sense. All right. Our last one. Last one. And this one's juicy. It is. And this is where you get to, you get to like really stick it to me. No, 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 no. Why would I, why would I ever do that? Tom. Well, because it's... I'm just, I'm just very amused, mm. for lack of a better word, at all of these, you know. So Adam Newman's latest company, mm. as, you, as you know, mm. has received a $350 million investment mm -hmm. from Andreessen Horowitz. Right. Right? And uh, there's all, everybody's up in arms about, about it. Like, here we go again. White boy toxic culture, mm -hmm. VCs, blah, 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 blah. Right? That's just another instance of fetishizing the CTO, right. CEO, and, no? And that's, that's, that's the beef here, is we're living in a time where so many fetishize and mythologize the CEO in a way that first is not consistent with reality. Mm -hmm. some, there are some great CEOs, but they're, you know, they're trumped up into something that is not 
proportionate to mm-hmm. the achievements and circumstances at hand. But second, it's really kind of corrosive and, and it borders on irresponsible. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where, and look, I mean, CEOs, let's just say it, CEOs are just human beings trying to get a thing done. And a lot of them, again, do remarkable things. Mm-hmm. And we salute them. Mm-hmm. So we're not play a hating over here. Mm-hmm. All right. But the beef is, you know, when CEOs are just allowed to run off and do irresponsible things and we all look at them and say, well, you know, they just, that's, Elon doesn't want to buy Twitter anymore. Well, guess what? You signed a $44 billion deal and it's a legal contract and we don't live in, you know, Russia or China where people can just abrogate contracts mm-hmm. willy nilly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you signed a contract. Yep. You have to you, honor it. You don't want to pay, you don't want to buy it. So you come up with this bullshit about fraud. Come on. Come Show on. me the robots. We're calling bullshit. We're calling bullshit. Right? Yep. Um, look, I mean, there's also this, it, the the whole data robot mess there with the secondary sales when everything, you know, companies now where people knew yeah. that the growth is not happening and bad things are about to unfold and the results they're about to announce. And then you have insiders selling shares. That's irresponsible. It's irresponsible. And there are many examples of that recently, right? Quite a few examples of that in the recent past. There's the the tone-deaf-ness of, okay, I'm laying off 20% of my staff and then as I'm buying mansions and yachts and all this other stuff. Or we just raised money three months ago and now we're we're laying off 25% of our staff. That's, who does that? Who does that? It's, and they're given so much latitude. That's the beef, right? That's right. our beef. They're given so much latitude. And and it's not that they should, we're saying, forget, forget that. Don't give them the latitude. Take them the task. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. Like if you look at this picture and you say, that ain't right. Just because everybody else around you is like, well, but they're the CEO and they're, you know, yeah. what do we know? Yeah. No, 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 no. You have a right to your expectation that CEOs like everybody else be held to contracts, rule of law, social norms and expectations as to what's proper or improper, like, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, this is the thing that vexes us a little bit where it, and we remember like this time, because you've been at this, you're really old, you've been at this for a while. Um, you know, I'm not as old as Tom, by the way. Whoa, whoa. I'm just saying. Why you gotta be like that? Oh, why why I gotta be like that? This is ageism. Oh, maybe. I'm calling HR. I mean, it's ageism. I don't like it. But no, I mean, there was this time where it, it didn't seem like there was this kind of heroism and this triumphalist thing in the air in Silicon Valley where CEOs were so on. I do remember when I was a puppy and there was this picture of Tom Siebel when he's leaning into the photo with his uh, hand on his chin, you know, or his chin on his hand, and he's sort of looking like a superhero. And I remember thinking, well, that's kind of silly. <laughs> <laughs> but... But that was rare, right? I mean, there were, I mean, yeah, you had Larry Ellison carrying around and flying his jet and carrying on, but it it didn't seem like such an epidemic. It wasn't of assholery. It wasn't an epidemic, but it's always been there. You know, like Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Larry Ellison, Tom Siebel, Zuckerberg, even, right? It's always been there. I think it's become, it's become, uh, the proportion has increased significantly now. I think that, and that is the other problem. And maybe that Max Bat. Max, back to the earlier point about how much money sloshing around Correct. and the wealth. Correct. And it, maybe this is just, but of course, what yeah. do you expect? Yeah. But yeah, it's just, you know, this is a numbers game and more more wealth begets, you know, 
more more assholes more assholery <laughs> maybe that could be a theorem yeah yeah let's let's find a whiteboard mm. and throw a bunch of notation on it that's right that we no longer understand <laughs> and then just prove it and at the bottom right just say QED, QED. <laughs> so that everybody knows we're right yeah. <laughs> see that's some CEO shit right there too yeah just go make it happen right or then or maybe we just find somebody on our team who's like look we know we're right don't even have to prove it. You do the math. Mm-hmm. Do the math. Yeah. We'll just write the QED. <laughs> and then we just write. And we'll then our names will appear first <laughs> right, right, in right. the proof after yours. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You are so full of good ideas. Yeah, it's I crazy. Know. I know. It's, it's you know. nuts. Well, there we have it. You there know? you have it. This was a very different kind of session yeah. than, do, than do our you normal f- fare. Do you feel cathartic, Tom? I have exercised the demons. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I feel good. Good. How do you feel? I feel great. Right? Yeah. You look, you have a sort of serenity. Is that right? Certain calm on your face, right? Mm, yeah. It's really, it's nice. Yeah. I'm, right. glad, I'm, I'm glad to I'm glad to hear you say that. Okay. Yeah. Well, we worked it all out. And if there are any st- listeners still with us. Yeah, exactly. Because this <laughs> at this point. <laughs> we thank you. Even, we salute you. We thank you. And we promise Vivek to- will get his act together. Yeah, in the we next will, session. We will come back with normal programming in the next episode. Right. But thanks for bearing with us. Thanks, everybody. That's a wrap. All right. See you next time. Bye. Bye.